G'day everyone, Matty G here from the Insight Podcast Network, and this is an Insight NBA pod. We have a very special edition coming up with myself and Adam King from FBI Basketball. We're talking the art of the turn. If you're drafting at one, if you're drafting at 12, what strategies can you use to help win your league? We cap it off with an excellent chat at the back end, especially talking about team stacks, which we found really like awesome. So make sure you stick around until the end of the pod. But also make sure that you subscribe to our videos and you like and comment below. We are on the quest to 1,000 subs here on YouTube. And we are going to take out one random name for everybody who comments their username in YouTube. Put your name in the comments. Give us five stars, all of the things on Spotify and Apple. But if you comment with your name on the YouTube video, we're going to choose out one lucky person when we get to 1,000 subs and give them a personalized NBA jersey. Your favorite team, your size, your name on the back of your jersey. It all starts now on the quest for 1,000 subs. Get us to 1K and get you in an NBA jersey. Check out the pod. It's coming up after the intro. Catches, puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! What's good, folks? Welcome to an Insight NBA Mock Draft Show. You're with myself at NBA Wiz, also known as Matty G, and this bloke, Kingy, at Adam King 91 from FBI Basketball, and just a pretty much uh, fantasy legend, mate. How you doing then this morning? Uh, very good. Early on a Saturday morning for us. Uh, as I said before, it's always nice to do podcasts with Aussies because it's a dignified time. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not out there doing the uh, – we're definitely not trying to get on the too many late ones. But we've got a, a fantasy drive coming up now, which we think is a little bit fun for the punters who are playing at home today. Uh, can you, we're talking about the art of the turn, and we're talking about by way of when you are like drafting. You're going to draft a position number one today. I'm going to draft a position number 12. How do you get the best targets possible in that range? Uh, look, it's going to be interesting. I haven't drafted from number one, I don't think, yet this season. Um, spoiler, I'm probably going to take Nikola Jokic uh, at number one. I was trying to justify in my head a, a way to take someone else, but we want this to be a pretty accurate reflection of what a draft is going to look like. Um, so Jokic is going to go at number one. Um, yeah, look, for me, I, I, I don't mind drafting on the turn. I don't necessarily like pick 12 this year but yeah I, know. <laughs> I i feel like for punting picking on the turn is really good because you can you can sort of um bucket two guys together so if you need four different categories you can grab someone that gets two of them someone that gets two of them um and then you and then you're sort of good then you can just relax for five ten minutes while the other 24 picks are made until it gets back to you um so so I don't mind it, um, and, and I'm going to take Jokic, and I already know what I'm going to punt because I usually do before I go into a draft. Um, okay, okay. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. Mate, yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty much the same. I don't like 12 this year. I think it's one of those positions where you can you can couple people or stack. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys stacking guys from the same team that they like high. Like I've seen a couple of even uh, – I don't know why, but I've seen Kevin Durant, Devin Booker 
stacks at that mm-hmm. 12 and 13 spot, which I guess is it's got its potential. But you, then you can also really make a change into what you're going, as you said, with your uh, your punting category. So if you really want to target it, you've got 20 plus picks before it comes back to you. So guys, you've really got to, I think my number one thing is I always like to stack my my queue a lot. So you'll see me go through and start to stack because the one thing is when it comes towards you, you've got to make two picks back on back really quickly, know exactly what you want to do. So you need options. So if two guys that you want, you've only got a queue of three goes, well, then you're cooked for your next one. And I guess we're starting up now, Kingy, and you're away, mate. Uh, I am. Here we go. The stupidly loud countdown, and I'm away. So as I said, <clears throat> I'm going to take Jokic, no real surprise. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I mean, we've got a fairly standard top six at this point, so we'll see we what order they go off the board in. Uh I'm just looking, yeah, I don't because I don't do a lot of Yahoo drafts, so I'm just having a look at their ranks and things like that. So they're and, and they're getting better. I mean, they do get better as we get closer to draft season because they adjust. And I do uh, think as well, one of the things that Yahoo has been good at is actually adjusting their rankings a lot more than they previously have. They seem mm-hmm. to be becoming more consistent across the board, but also the ADP data, I'm liking that quite a lot. Um, this year, it's giving you a good reflection quite reflexively of where people are taking guys. Because at the end of the day, they can have whatever rank or whatever X rank they want, and that's great for Yahoo, or that's great for Fantrax, or that's great for ESPN. But at the end of the day, what it really comes down to as well for you is where do you want to take a guy and where is everyone else across the board taking it? The only difference is, and I was talking about this with another bloke the other day, Kingy, uh, the difference between a mock draft and a cash league. So a lot of people just want to know in advance like what they should be doing. I'm of the big opinion that you need to, in these mocks, everyone's just going and playing around a little bit. So you're seeing now Shea go back to six, which is where he is kind of been going. Halliburton, sorry, Halliburton's gone at six. Mm. So he was one of the guys in a lot of cash leagues that's been flying off it with the fourth or fifth pick. So he's kind of slipped a couple, and Steph Curry's gone above him at number five. Of course, after you and number one, Joel went number two. Luca is pretty much becoming the consensus number three. Tatum at four, uh, Curry at five, Halliburton at six, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo at seven, eight is DeMontis Sabonis. Wow. Uh, in traditional um, fashion, Kingy, I've just got to say, that is a, I think that is an absolutely uh, WTF moment, if you don't mind me what saying. What the fuck was that? Yeah, and I don't – I mean, these picks are going – I don't think they're auto-drafts. Um, they're not. But look, I mean, you take you take a risk when you get when you do a Yahoo mock because you don't know who's drafting. Um, Shay, Jesus. So Shay at 10, that is not going to happen in, in, in a, a real cash draft, a, a draft that means something to people. You I – I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I'm going to try something I haven't done before. I'm going to draft two guys who I haven't straight away. I'm going to go Anthony Davis with my second pick here. Uh, I've got LaMelo Ball with the 12th, which I really like. Damian Lillard's gone 11th for some reason. Shea, as you said, at 10. Uh, I'm going to partner him with Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant. Oh, no. You know what? Kevin Durant. I got I got a bit of feedback that I gave too much shit to Kevin Durant early in the season because I was like, he's not going to be a top 12 player. Like, no, no. Yeah. He's a top 12 player, but I just don't know how it shakes out there. I don't know who the point guard is. It could be – I think it's going to be Devin Booker, but they've said it's Bradley Beal. Um, I don't know. Jaron Jackson Jr., 15th, not bad. Uh, Anthony Davis went straight off the board next at 14. 15 was uh, Triple J. Desmond Bain, 
People are really starting to ride him early with this uh, with this Jamaran suspension. Are you finding Kingy? Yeah, that that's too early, but uh, he is he is certainly getting hyped a little bit to be uh, probably more towards the back end of the second round, early third round, like mid twenties. I think would be a decent spot. Sixteen feels a bit too early, but I mean, yeah. Larry Markinen went at nine or something. So Larry Markinen went well off the board early, but we've had a couple of other picks. Like getting Kyrie at 17, now that's a much better pick. If I was to have the 16th pick and Kyrie was there, I'd probably take him over Desmond Bain. Uh, yes, I would, absolutely. Yep. Uh, there goes Donovan Mitchell. It's getting close to me. I'm just oh, having a look at who's available. Um, I think I know who I want. And I, I hope he's available. Um, and we'll, we'll see. What are we at? 21. So two, three more picks. Two more picks to me. Yep. Um, so I've gone Jokic with my first pick, obviously. And, and I said I know what I'm going to punt. Uh, I, I like a punt blocks build with Jokic um, mm. because he he's a, he's a big man, obviously. So he'll get you rebounds. Percentages are good. Um, really, his only deficiency... And it's not a deficiency if you look across the board NBA-wise, his blocks. But in terms of centres, he doesn't get a lot of blocks. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's a lot of assists. Points are also, I think, a little bit of a a weakness, I suppose. He's not. He's far better than he used to be, but there used to be yeah. an issue of him sort of not being aggressive enough on offence. Um, so he's not a 30-point scorer. He's more of a 24. So... As we know, points are pretty hard to get later in drafts. So I'm going to try yep. and get someone here. And he is available. Very good. Uh, so I am going to take Kate Cunningham at 20. Oh, love that. Um, it's probably a fraction high, but I I really just I want his points. I really want him on my team. Uh, yeah, me I'm too. Going to go, I'm going to pair him with James Harden. Uh, at 25. We don't know what, what's happening with Harden, but third round, um, he's still going to be high-volume assists. Uh, yeah. Decent in steals, good in threes, percentage or free throw percentage is good. So, uh, yeah, I don't mind Harden there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I said I was going to do it earlier. I'm looking through some of my guys here. I'm going to start to stack some guys into my queue who I like around this range for me. I've got to say, I, look, I was looking for maybe Darius Garland. Victor Wembenyama's come off. I should catch up the listeners. Uh, at Donovan Mitchell, we said was 18. 19 was Trey. Mikhail Bridges was 20th. Devin Booker, 21. And Edwards, 22nd. Fred Van Fleet, 23. I love Cade for you. I'm I'm seeing him drop into the late third, early fourth at times. And I was I had my fingers. I didn't think against you I'd get him, to be fair. Like, well played. Cade Cunningham at 24 is an absolute... Uh, brilliant pick in my uh, in my books. I, I'm really high on him. And you can see that there, as I was talking about, a couple of the guys in my queue have started to come off already. So these are guys who I was looking at and, oh, not Bam. Uh, there we go. So DeJounte Murray at 33 left, the Blorant at 32. My queue is getting decimated very, very quickly here. Um, Jalen Miles. So I've got a small yeah. forward. I've got a point guard, so I'm okay. I like these guys around here. But the thing is, I've, I've kind of got my choice of what I want to do. Um, Vooch is around there. Uh, there goes Miles Turner. I really did want to get blocks. I think now, 
I think he's fallen too much. If, if I can get him at the back of the third round, he's not going to last through the fourth round. So for me, I'm probably looking there for Cat. So I like Jalen. I had Chris Abster and Fox is still here. I think Towns there is really nice. Um, pick 36. Uh, he's, he's not going to be the guy he was three, two years ago. But, um, yeah, on the turn here at the, the third, fourth turn, I think it's great value. Yeah, and I was a little bit indecisive then, to be fair. I had Jalen Brunson in my queue, as you could see. He's gone straight off the next pick. So I've taken Cut Cat and De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox around 37. I'm not going to get a point guard like that coming back my way again. And I like for him, I like his field goal efficiency. For me as a point guard, where I like to get those point guard assists, I like to get assists and steals. He gives me some of those. Um, his free throws for me is always the most inconsistent thing with De'Aaron Fox. Um, that for me, it hurts a little bit sometimes. Because I've been on weeks where it's been ever so close, and usually you get you you know your point guard shooting eight fifty plus, mm. and he can have weeks where he's sub seven hundred, and that's just something that you don't want for your point guard. Uh, because generally speaking, apart from if your name is Russell Westbrook, point guards are generally a much more fluid shooter. At the end of the day, yeah, it's and it, and he's quite high volume as well. So he's one of the like some some guys you can sort of get away with it because they might only shoot two or three free throws, but. He'll get to the line 10 times, and if he goes 6 of 10, um, yep. yeah, it, it yep. does hurt that category. Um, that's why I, I this year I think in a lot of leagues I'm just going to punt percentages because mm. it's so shifty and, and it only takes like a guy to have two bad games um, and it can really drag down. Everyone's on auto draft now. Um, no surprise. So I sort of – I've got Cade and Harden – uh, at my guard spots. And what pick are we at? 48. Okay. Yeah. Um, and before um, you're there, Kingy, I should say after that for Fox, we've got Brunson, Jalen Brown, Nikola Vucevic, uh, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Jamal Murray, Chris Dapps, Walker Kessler, Chet and Mobley have come off the board in front of you there as well. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, this is just a bit of World Cup bias probably. I'm going Josh Giddy at 48. It's probably slightly high, I think. Um but I like what he's been doing uh, apart from – well, no, I mean, he was good last night. We don't need to talk about what the Boomers did. Um, yep. But Giddy was good. Uh, I think he's going to be really strong this season. And then I paired him with Jordan Poole. Um, yeah, you did. I just I just I wanted to put him in my queue. Well done. Well played. Yeah, I think this, this is about right for Poole. I think top 50. Um, we know his percentages are not going to be great. But as I said, I'm trying to ignore percentages a little bit this season because – I just think it's always in the back of your mind and, and it can impact who you're going to draft. Like if you look at pool, you'll automatically think, oh, my field goal percentage. If you don't worry about it, you go, pool, okay, he's going to get me 27 points. Um, we're on a, a pod. Uh, I was on a pod with Noah Rubin and Zach Hanshu the other day um, talking, it was, we were talking about our dynasty league or something. And then Zach actually <laughs> projected. He always has some interesting projections. He projected that Jordan Poole is going to lead the league in scoring this year. So, um, pretty Ooh, hot take. A... I don't. I don't. Wait, see I've, got, it I've got to give it up. I've got to give this to Zach Henshaw. Just tell him hot, I just said hot, for me. Hot, 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 hot. Very. 
That is yeah. uh, right there. Now, look, I've got, damn it to hell, everyone, again, this is the thing about my queue, and this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, I think people, if you were watching on YouTube right now, you could just see it got decimated. I had DeAndre Ayton and Jalen Williams in there. I did, I had Paolo Banquero because I think he's been showing out tremendously at the World Cup. So I think with two guys, so I'm just going to take the two guys because it's safe. Now, I don't like it exactly. I do at the same time, but I'm going to get them off the board because those are the guys who I had in my queue. And that's where I was going. So in a moment in your draft, if you do panic and freak out, just go with your gut. If those are the guys you had queued up, obviously, if you're not queuing super in advance. So I queue my picks between because if you switch into auto draft for some God known reason or your internet drops out during your draft and you've got someone like Chris Paul in your draft because you thought, oh, I'll get him as a late round flyer and you go up in the fourth round and he's the only guy in your queue, you're going to pick up Chris Paul and it's going to kook you quite hard. So again, I only kind of go in and I load that up. And you could just see then, like the two guys I was after, just going straight out the board, Kingy. Yeah, that that's probably, if I had to say that there's one downside to drafting on the turn, it is that panic can set in a little bit because you don't yep. get that that buffer between your picks. You, you sort of, you might panic and then you go, oh, okay, I'm going to draft this guy. And then straight away you're on the clock. So you don't then get, okay, I've got five minutes here to reset. Um so yeah, if you if you're drafting on the turn, I would suggest uh, setting a queue, which I have done, and it's my turn to draft because everyone auto picked. Uh, and what are we at? Seventy three. So I've got a few guys here in my queue. Um, and look, it's I, I'm just going to go with guys that I like a little bit here. So I'm going to go with Devin Vassell. Oh, I just you just took him right out of my uh, queue. That's the second time, Kingy. I love that. I need some rebounds here. I've got some guards who will get me rebounds. Uh, I've got Cunningham. I've got Giddy. Um, both could be sort of seven rebounds, seven, eight rebounds, but I still need a center. I don't want blocks necessarily, but I'm going to go with – this is probably a fraction high for him, but I just like a Kongwu this season. So I am going to take him there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Thoughts on a Congo? I mean, it's going to be your turn, your pick any any time now. But thoughts? On yeah, a look, I look, I really like a Congo this season. I think he's definitely going to have top one hundred value again. It's the whole anchoring it to somebody else, like Clint Capella. Um, mm. I'm that's for me is the thing that throws me when the second that I know that he's coming out the thing when we've gone into auto draft so it's flying so marcus smart yeah. cj mccollum mitch robinson anthony simons at 77 76 was uh jeremy grant uh 75 michael porter jr clint capella obviously who was handcuffed went straight after a Kongwu. so he's just picked up i love Vassell at 72 go bear at 71 uh, Derek white at 70 people are so high on Derek white this season i'm just mm. i'm not there i mentioned chris ball he went with 69 shengun at 68 uh uh Jalen Green there at 67, and it's back to me almost. I'm looking at Ja Morant here um, at the 79th pick. Again, I can ride out 25 games of value if I can find it elsewhere. But this is where you're starting to get in this round. Like, we're starting to be able to pick up some, like, this is the seventh, eighth round, and you can, ah, there he goes. Look, that was a great pick, I thought, by the bloke in front of me. D'Angelo Russell with the 83rd pick, I thought was really good value. I'm not going to get a guy like Ja Morant again. When he comes back, I I'm really am investing heavy in that back-end value, um, to be fair. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm going to draft Jar. Um, 
that really fills out my point guard spots. I've got Lamelo Ball, Bradley Beal, De'Aaron Fox, and Ja Morant pretty much as my point guards. I'm really looking probably for another center because this is a two-center league. And although that I went, Cat, oh, he's not going to do it for me. I'll just go players, centers real quickly, see who I'm going to get there. Oh, you know what? You know, I like Wendell Carter Jr. I'm going to give myself some Wendell Carter Jr. love because I've been a little bit high on him this season so far. Yeah, I don't mind Wendell. I think Jar there is great. I think he's probably in a real draft. He's probably going closer to 65, 70. Um, yeah. So to get him at 84, um, nice. You can you can ride out those 25 games and, uh, and then just love life when he comes back because I do feel like, well, I mean, if he's got any semblance of common sense, he's going to come back with a chip on his shoulder. Um, and oh, 100%. Uh, he, he has to. So, And I think that's I think his mentality. This is a guy who's yeah. suspended for having an attitude to start with. So yeah. if you talk ah, about like true. sometimes – there we go. Fulty was a good pick. Tyus Jones yeah. before that. Austin Reeves at 87. Um, he's having a great World Cup. He's just showing – he's – He's such a good player. I was high on him last year, and Matty O'Brien, you know, from Insight, was like, yeah, he's not going to be a top 100 player. It's a bit of a flash in the pan. And I was just like, no, the guy just is a bastard. Like he, and I know that there's that everyone's saying right now they hate the term Hooper or he's a, he's a baller or a sayer. Like, no, he's a guy who gets in and plays his role extremely well in a team with two absolute superstars, and he gets sure, his own as well. Ah, oh, there he goes. Bridges, man. Yeah, I, Bridges is – yeah, Bridges at 95. Uh, and we're talking uh, the – the one out of Charlotte. Let's not get our bridges confused. We're talking Miles <laughs> at 95, uh, Yuck and Pirtle at 94, Spencer at 93, Clay Thompson at 92. I like, I've seen Clay Thompson slide into 120s in drafts this season. Uh, I think it's because they're auto picking there that it's kind of taken him. You can pick up Clay late. People are sleeping on him. Chris Middleton at 96 is a really solid pick, Kingy. I like that a lot yeah. for you, mate. Yeah, I like him there. I haven't really got him anywhere this year. Um, and now I'm just looking at my. My next pick, and I mean, I've got plenty of guys queued up here. Um, mm. Yeah, you've got Cade Cunningham, James Harden, Josh Giddy, Devin Vassell, Chris Middleton, Bruce Brown. Oh, beautiful pick with with Brucey Brown. I love him. Um, people are sleeping yeah, look, on him what, quite a lot. Ninety seven. Yeah, look, around a hundred is fine for Bruce Brown. He's he's going to start. I think he's going to play thirty two minutes. He's not a big scorer, and that's why you need to be chasing points early. Um, that's why I got Cade and and uh, Vassell, probably a twenty point scorer. Jokic, Pool, apparently the league's leading scorer. So, so I can now go and grab someone like Bruce Brown, who's only going to get me twelve points a game, but he'll get me good rebounds, some assists, he hits threes. So, uh, yeah, I I'm like really. You can probably see in my queue right now that I'm a bit miffed that Daniel Gafford. Who does play some center minutes? Oh, there he goes. Anyway, he's off. Uh, Trey Jones from at the 105th pick from San Antonio. I like that. Gary Trent Jr. was someone who I was looking up with there about uh, with 103rd. Um, I've got a couple of guys I'm starting to tack to right now. Um, I think we'll see some John Collins small ball five in, yep. in Utah this season. He's not going to have a center tag. I need a center for this draft. But I'm about to also look at some – I'm looking at what I've got here, and I've got some guys with some tremendous upside. Um, John Corns, for me, at 108, is just pure value. I, I think it is just absolute value. And what I want to pick up right now is I want to pick up Scoot Henderson because it's 109. Yep. It's, it's looking more and more imminent with all the rhetoric that Dame will go somewhere. Um, 
So I'm taking Scoot because he's not going to come back to me. And I think he has the potential to be a top 100 player at the end of the year. And he's going to put up points. He's going to get assists. He's going to do all Scoot things. His field goal percentage is he's a rookie. He's a point guard. It's not going to be great. But he can shoot free throws. He's going to do everything. He's going to come out there and be probably a really hot – if he's the number one guy in Portland, Kingy, I think he might be some sleeper value for rookie of the year. Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, Wembenyama is top of the list. Chet's probably next. But, yeah, it's a bit of a wait and see what happens in Portland. And maybe Scoot isn't top 100 for the first two months. But over the final two months, he could certainly be – uh, especially in certain punt builds. Uh, I'm back on the clock here. So I filled out my you are, I'll talk. Uh, and what are we at? 100 and something? 121. Yeah, 120 uh, and 121. So Brogdon's gone before you. Horford at 118. Portis at 117. Keegan Murray, 116. Keldon Johnson, nice shout at 115. Russell Westbrook, 114. Yusuf Nurkic, 113. Draymond Green, slide into 112 is good value. Uh, Mark Williams before that. And uh, Tobias Harris, who I had in my queue, went with 110. And you've gone Zachy Collins with the 120. Yeah, look, just getting getting a third center. Um, these settings here, are, I don't like these the setting standard settings, um, but... It's uh, and what do we? No, that's too high for him. I'll get him the next round. I'm going to go with Mr. Toppin uh, there. Oh, my boy. Good. Yeah, because I, well I knew you sir. probably wanted him. So um, yeah, I do. I do want him. I do want Obi. I love Obi Toppin. I'm I'm like the biggest Obi Toppin guy. Everyone keeps on saying, "Are you hiring him? Why are you hiring him? You haven't heard much about him." And I'm like, "Yeah," because he's been running every pro am and he's been training pretty much exclusively with Tyrese Halliburton. To, to get chemistry and to get in with the Pacers organization. Uh, Tyrese is over playing in the World Cup, so he hasn't got his running mate. So he's just playing scrims. I've seen some workout videos on his Instagram, and he's having an absolute time of his life in this situation. Oh, am I going to be able to pick up? There's just some value I want to talk about late in my draft right now, because this is, for me, these are my final. I've got a, I've got the final pick after this. Like I get the last to close out the draft, but I've got guys here who are still lurking around, like... Um, Sadiq Bay and Gordon Haywood. I didn't, yeah, Jalen Duran went. I, I do need a center. Mm-hmm. I do need a center. Um, I probably left that a little bit lax in this draft, to be fair. Um, I, I like cat switchability. Wendell Carter, and again, this one here, I'm going to go an upshot center um, just because I like him. Uh, I'm going to go Rashawn Holmes. Yep. Yeah, and then someone fine. else I've. I like I like Rashawn Holmes and what his potential is in Dallas this season. I'm still very tied emotionally to the Rashawn Holmes from the, the glory days of Sacramento uh, yeah, before Sabonis yeah. arrived. Uh, I'm liking oh, Jesus. This is good. this is okay. I'm going to get because I know he's going to have a role in Atlanta, and I want to fill out that power forward spot. I was leaning Gordon Haywood there. I've got other guys around. Like there's guys like. I want to talk about, I know you shouldn't mention guys who's not on the clock, but when we're coming up to our final draft, I want to talk it through and like where you're going with yours because the last ones can fly really quickly. You've got a lot of top players here. What do you try and pick up with your last couple of picks on a turn? Like where do you, where, where, where do you stand there? Oh, uh, look, I mean, well, firstly, it's upside. Like just don't, like for me, um, I don't know. I'm just going through the, the thing, the board here. Yeah. Um, I would try to get a guy because we're at what one more one forty ish. Get a guy that could potentially be top eighty. Um, yeah. If and I would 
it's a good idea if you can, like know your league settings, obviously, but fill your roster out your active spots. Uh, that's excellent. The guy I want did not go there, so I know exactly who I'm taking. Um, yeah, fill out your roster spot so that because especially in a league like this that has two centers, if you get to these last round and you go, Oh, I've only got one center, you're gonna draft someone that could be trash, like you're gonna, yeah, have to reach to get um, a center who's really not going to contribute, but they're going to be active. Um, Oh, good pick there. I put him in my queue a second. Ben Simmons with 144, Kingy. You can just drop him off, right? You can drop him off at the car park and send him on his way if you don't. Uh, and I've actually got multiple guys here. I uh, don't know. Hmm. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of value in this last round. Like, I see a lot yeah. of these guys having top 120 picks and we're at 144. So you've taken Quinton Grimes. Uh, yeah. Herb Jones. Yeah. Tell me about Quinton. He's an interesting pick. Yeah. Look, I just think, I think he's going to have a really big role for the Knicks. Um, flew under the radar a little bit last season, but if I pull up his numbers down the stretch, uh, I know Dante DiVincenzo is there. It's probably going to complicate things a little bit, but if you look at his, his last sort of, oh, what, two, three weeks of the season, 22 points, 25, 14, 23, 14, 27, 36, 14, 22. Um, sneaky steals. He got uh, at least five assists in like four of the last nine games. Uh, he hits yeah. multiple threes. He hit five threes, four threes, five, six, three, five, four, five, six. So I just think he's going to start for me. I think he gets 30 minutes. Um, he, he isn't a guy that's going to be top 80 or top, 60, but I think he's top 100. I think he has potential there. So, and as it's the last round, if he doesn't work out, I drop him um, yeah. and pick up. Like, there's still tons of value here on the board. Yeah. I've just picked up with the very last pick of this draft, Asua Thompson. In my queue, I had guys like Karis Levert, Dylan Brooks, Jalen Johnson. So, I think that's where I was trying to indicate that I had those guys in my queue. So I've got a rookie, like not a rookie, but like a young buck there, Jalen, only a couple of years in the league, has a role and an opportunity to step into in Atlanta this season with the departure of John Collins. Um, he kind of ingratiated himself with Quinn Snyder. Like Quinn seemed very confident with running him out there. And this is, Quinn Snyder loves giving young guys a go. That's something that I've really always liked about his coaching. Like this is a guy who's really encouraged guys like Don, Donovan Mitchell to like step up over the years. Uh, and so um, I really like Jalen Johnson is a last round flyer and I've got him in a lot of drafts. Then you've got guys who have roles on teams like Karis LeVert, Dylan Brooks, your 25, 30 minute night guys still out there. Guys like Monty Morris, not really an asset this year, but Patrick Williams, a starter, um, top 150 player. You'd probably say for sure. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, um, he's there on the board still in Detroit. He's going to get you points and threes, but he's a big trade chip this season in Detroit. Uh, I think he could easily be moved to a contender and still get a role of like his field goal percentage isn't great. He gets free throws. He doesn't get there a lot, but he makes threes. He gets points. He gets rebounds. He gets the ball in his hands and he generally makes smart plays across the way. And he doesn't kook you entirely with your turnovers as well, but he's a really great source of points and threes, which is probably something that I needed. I probably could have looking at my team now. I'm happy with it. I did want to probably go and lean into my field goal percentage a bit more. I've got a lot of guys like Lamelo, who's like just not got a good field goal percentage there. Um, Jar down the way, Collins. 
is is like a bigger guy, but you know, Scoot Henderson has like there's nothing there to indicate that he's going to have a great field goal percentage. So I probably could have done more by way of that. But overall, I just like my team with who's in my team. Is it one of the teams that you know when you draft them, you're like, yeah, I'm happy with that, and I'm probably about mid upper pack, I would say. Um, without looking too much into it, what about yours, Kingy? What, what do you like about your team? Let's talk us through yours. Yeah, look, I don't. I I mean, I'm drafting. Depending on the league, if you've got a lot of money on it, maybe a bit different, but a lot of my leagues are yeah. $5, $20, so like yeah. whatever. Um, so for me, it is it is a little bit about getting guys that you just like on your team because like players you like watching. I mean, obviously doing this role, I have to watch a lot of NBA, but there are teams that I prefer to watch um, and players that I prefer to watch. So really happy to get Cade uh, in this draft. Um, Devin Vassell, I really like him. Um, yep. Kongwu, I like Jordan Poole, uh, Obi Toppin, Ben Simmons. So I got some fun guys for me. Um, lent into that punt blocks build, which I was going to do. Really like Middleton. I think, what did I get Middleton at? 90 something. You got him late, like 94? Yeah, something. Chris Middleton dropped 96. There you go, 96. Yeah. It's like that was way late for him. Uh, so I like that pick. Uh, I like. I like Zach Collins as a late center. If if you're sort of down into the 110, 120 range and you need a center, if Zach Collins is there, I'd I'd grab him because he's going to start. Um, he's obviously his upside's a little bit capped playing alongside Wembenyama, but I do think they can complement each other uh, quite well. So I think Zach Collins could still be a solid top 100 player. Uh, ben Simmons, I'm probably buying into the hype a little bit with all of the videos oh. and. But oh, look, I do like that they've actually Yahoo's got him as making three three pointers this season. That's uh, that's just absolutely tremendous by Yahoo. They're like, he's got to make at least one. Come on. Well, I hope so. Uh, look, for me, I just hope he can put together a good season, relatively injury free, uh, get back to to the player he was. Because I mean, love him yeah. or, or hate him, and, and all the stuff that went down in Philly and everything that's going on. A lot of it is to do with his mental health, and and it can't yeah. be easy. Like, it's got to be – I mean, look at Ricky Rubio. He's a guy that you would think – I mean, why would he have to step away from the game? He's There's not really any pressure on him. But he's had to take a leave because of mental health. Uh, Kevin Love was the same. So it's a real thing. Um, it is. And, and Ben Simmons has copped a lot over the last two I, years. Yeah, I went on a bit of a it's, – it's getting posted today. So I'm we're pre-recording this one here, so it's going to go up late. I went on a bit of a Ben Simmons rant when we did the Brooklyn Nets review because I think – like it's let's call it that tall poppy syndrome here in Australia. So our listeners and, and watchers from around the world, you might not be aware of like some of the Australian culture of things. Um, the, the Australia's had this whole stereotype for a year about like the tall poppy syndrome where someone does really great and then we just look for a way to cut them down. It's like you're complaining Karen's online, I guess is the biggest global analogy or meme you could yeah. draw from yeah. it. And and he's copped a lot of that like, oh, he's, you know, he's shit, he's a loser, you know, he's good for nothing because we've got this Australian, the, you know, the Anzac spirit, this whole mates mm. for mates for each other, go for that one. So the second that your mate doesn't want to play for you in the World Cup, he's almost like dead to every Australian basketball fan. You know, the second he doesn't put on that green and gold and then that he doesn't play. So, look, he doesn't play for Australia. He doesn't want to play for Philly. He doesn't want to play for Brooklyn. He doesn't want to play wherever. And you kind of get drum and it gets drummed and it gets put about and he just gets so negative at a point. So I cashed all that animosity and stuff out and I just put good stuff for Ben Simmons. Mm. You listened to that JJ Reddick podcast last season on like the redemption tour starting early. Yeah. I think you're too late with our forgiveness on Ben Simmons. 
because you shouldn't want to see anybody fail. You should want to see them do their job and do it well, or at least be able to go to work. And he's been unable to go to work and do his best. So I want like a massive tirade on that uh, Nets review because I think we're going to see a bounce back Ben Simmons season. And I'm not saying all third team NBA. I'm not saying all defensive first team. No, no, but he's, no. He's definitely could be all defensive second or third team if he plays to somewhat his potential. If he improves that free throw percentage a little bit, he's going to buoy your team and do things in a Brooklyn team that's going to need his playmaking. And he can space that floor without Claxton on there. Like, look at the shooters around him. He's going to be able to get some kicks out and really do some good work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I hope so as well. Um, the whole – and, I mean, a lot of the the negativity that comes around, as you mentioned, the boomers, he, he's yet to play for them really. Um, he has come out and said that he wants to go to the Olympics and then people jump yep. on him and say, well, you haven't played for us. Why would they pick you? That's He's one of our best players. You pick him. 100%. Um, and – it, like could have used us, him last night. We could have used him last night. Oh, versus Slovenia. That size absolutely. and ability to rebound would have been uh, invaluable yeah. last night. Just, just to defend Luca. I mean, Luca, hundred um, That's another podcast. Um, the so yeah, look, it is for me. Uh, I'd love to see him playing for Australia, and it's 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 so hard to sort of imagine for. 99, almost 100% of the people that listen to our podcasts and do fantasy basketball to imagine what they go through as professional athletes. Yeah. And they, you forget that like they, they play professional basketball because they love basketball. So not being able to play, just that in itself would be mentally draining. Not being able to do what you love. Yes, yes, I'm getting paid millions, yes. But it, it would be like for me... Not being able to do fan, it's it's a totally different scale. But not being able to do yeah. fantasy stuff, like it's it just keeps you centered. It keeps you happy. So, but having that taken away from you, something that he's done his whole life. So, um, yeah. and I think it's very quick to. I think people are very quick to say, "Oh, yeah," but he doesn't show that he's passionate about it. He doesn't show that he loves it because people wanted to make an argument. Well, he's still doing it. If he didn't want to, he's been paid his millions. He could probably walk yeah. away right now with all these fancy cars and be okay. But I think there's this. Like, I'm not going to say Ben Simmons. I won't go out as far as to say I think he has the competitive spirit of a thousand raging suns burning inside him like Giannis. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say that's yeah. Ben Simmons. But I'm going to say he's a guy who's got the spirit of someone who's trying to make his way back now. I think mm. it's kind of the pennies dropped for him as a, as a, just as a person to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get back to something. I'm going to work on it now. Like, I think that work is genuine. And how it translates on a basketball court, number one, primarily, I want nothing but health for Ben Simmons. I want a healthy Ben Simmons to get out through a season, play 70 games plus. Like that, I think, would be an absolute tremendous showing for the Brooklyn Nets and, and that organization. But you want that for every player? Like when we talk about it a lot, mate, we, we draft – like, oh, but this guy's often injury, so we're going to try and offset that with another guy. Like, that might be our, our, like our analyst hat on, but we don't yeah. want to see an injury ever happen on a basketball court, off a basketball court. Like, look at Bronny James. Like, a guy has a cardiac arrest at a, at a young age. You never want to see or hear about news like that for anybody in the sporting world or anybody in the world. But we just kind of look at it from a perspective in a basketball standpoint of, like, are they healthy? Are they not? Okay, what does that mean? Um, biggest things we get to wrap up with the turn draft, as we said, what's probably your number, your two takeaway lessons? Cause I think number one, two and three this season are huge picks. 
And I think there's a lot, like, as you said, drafting at 12 is really hard because there was times that you were taking guys off my board hmm. that I was thinking could possibly slide. And I think we're both, I guess, you know, when we're both analysts, we're, we're draw, drafting at other ends of the board knowing that. And we know yeah. guys who each other likes. You're not going to get that in a lot of leagues. So I guess for our insight to you is, Kingy, what's your two takeaways if you are going to draft at number one or 12 this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, we sort of touched on it during the show. I think there's pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, a pro is that you you target your guys. So if, if you want to grab, like Cade, I said, for instance, I took him at 24, yeah. maybe fractionally higher. I'd rather get him at 30, but I'm not picking at 30. I'm picking at 24 and 25. So... I'm taking him there, but that, I mean, that's no different to then me taking him at 36. Um, so you may have to reach to get you guys. That That is something you might need to do. But it does allow you to pair guys together um, because you're picking back to back. You can say, okay, I, I really need some blocks and assists here. You're not yeah. really going to get one guy that gets both of those. Um, hang on, I've got to close the draft. It's telling me that it's ended. Yes, I'm it's aware. over. It's uh, so it does make pairing quite easy, uh, which I think is is good in terms of building your squad and filling out the stats that you need. But on the flip side, as we said as well, it can mean that there's a bit of panic that sets in because mm. especially in a fast draft like this, because if you it comes to your turn and as we saw, our queues got decimated. Like it's it's just everyone's sort of targeting similar guys. So you might have, it might be six picks away and you go, okay, I'm pretty good here. I've got five guys in my queue. I know what I want, but then four of those guys go off the board and you've only got one. And then you might go, oh, okay, I like this guy, but how does he fit my build? Then you've got a pick. So you pick him and then you've got no one in your queue and you've just got to pick on the fly. So good idea, like you said, fill out your queue early. And I usually do it. Uh, that That's why I don't, my if if you're if you're well versed in punting and you've done it before and you know what you're doing i and depending where you're picking it's harder towards the end of the draft like to the back end of the first round because you're not yeah. really sure if you're going to get but if you've got pick 3 you can sort of go okay i know i'm going to get luca or um or jason tatum pretty i'm pretty certain i'm yeah. going to get one of those guys so you can punt without having made a pick it's it's a little bit risky but if you can you know who you're picking so you before the draft you can go in and go okay i know i'm going to be punting rebounds and blocks so i'll go through the queue and i'll just line up a queue of 40 guys that i really like in that punt build guys that i want on my team um and then you can sort of forget about them you don't need to worry about looking yeah. for them and, and your pick comes around and you go oh this guy is still available I I'll, I'll grab him. Absolutely. Um, and I think you need to be reflexive with that as well to make sure that you remember you can move your queue around as well. Like you just put mm. your guys into the queue. Don't forget you can move those. A lot of punt, like a lot of newer guys, you can move your queue around. People just think they need to put them in the queue. Just be aware that you can move those guys. So if you like a guy like Quentin Grimes, like you do, like, oh, I like Quentin Grimes. And you just want to search his name because he's hot on your head. It's like, oh, I've got to get Quentin Grimes. So you just search his name. You put him in your queue early. You don't want to prioritize him. You want to drop him back down that queue. So just for the new players in fantasy, make sure you're aware of what your, your apps, whether it's Fantrax, ESPN, or Yahoo can do. And know that when you do queue players, queue them in your priority of getting them where you want them in the draft. I think that's an important lesson because, again, people go, oh, why did I take him so soon? Well, mm -hmm. you had him queued and he's 
and he's gone because you panicked. And if your time runs out, you also draw from the first person in your queue. So I think that's an important lesson there as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And and look, I I've got guys that I'm targeting this year in pretty much and, and I'm happy to go sort of like Cade is someone I'm targeting. As much yeah. as I can get him, I just think he'll be fun. Um uh, Markel Fultz, I'm targeting him everywhere. So even before the draft starts, I put them in my queue. But it yeah. doesn't mean – and so they're going to be top of my queue because I've added them first. But it doesn't mean I'm taking Fultz at pick 50. Uh, it's, I'll have a look at – okay, I might pick – it's pick 61. I've still got Fultz there. He'll probably come back to me. So I'll just leave him and I'll move to the next guy in my queue. Um, so, yeah, do, do remember that you don't need to – if you've got guys queued up and you want them, don't reach for them if they're high in your queue. Actually adjust yeah. your queue um, because otherwise you end up with a really weird lopsided team that's full of guys that you wanted, but you were, you were reaching and taking them far too high. Yeah, I think that's the other thing as well. I think my big takeaway as well, I think you've touched on a couple of mine there. Um, obviously, know your queue, queue up, know you're ready, know what you're punting and have a plan. So I guess my other big thing is make sure you do your research. If you're at a turn, do your research and do a lot of mocks in the lead up about where guys are going. So I've seen Cade go at the end of the third round, early fourth round. He's starting to get more hyped, obviously, through this fever. So fever's done, if anything, it's done just him wonders, guys like Paolo wonders. Like they're putting these guys international, I guess international players right now as a whole are getting more attention than in mm. a previous season or a non-Olympic season. So these guys are kind of, they're starting to go up in those ADPs. I managed to pick up Cade once at, pick 42 which i just thought was just stupidly good value like if he goes down that like that hard you're you're picking Cade cunningham every day of the week so there were guys like then that know where the guy my biggest advice is this know where guys are going but when know the guys who have slipped because at that turn if there's a guy who should have gone at the back of the second round and then he comes up. So you can either drafting at like 24, 25, you know, you get those ones and there's a guy like who could have gone at the back end of the second round. By the time that it comes back up to you at the end of the third, beginning of that fourth round, if you're drafting at 11 or 12, who's a guy who possibly had that end of second round value or end of, you know, those end of second, end of fourth round value who slipped because there's at least a whole round of value that you're going to be able to pick up. So that's where you do your mocks. You know where people are going. And if there's guys sitting there, like, as you said, Obi Toppin, uh, so guys like for me, Sadiq Bay, got Jar Morant, I picked up, I think, for an absolute steal today because mm. he's a guy who slipped, he slipped, he slipped. And I'm okay to take him like that late in a draft. I'm okay to take him in the 70s or the 80s. Like, that's a pretty good pickup. Yeah, yeah. So, and again, I'm, I know I'm going to suck for 25 games. And if you're doing your projections and you look at your projections and you're worried – your games played are going to be down, but wait to that second part, like that season when he returns. And then you watch your stats. If you're like doing your analytics, that's when you really count from. So I'm okay to tank a quarter of a season and look like average for a quarter of a season and then come on strong as long as I'm competitive. So I was kind of trying today to go for like mid pack, mid upper top tier pack. So I wanted to be kind of finish mid mid based off just what he's going to do, knowing that that's going to go up exponentially in my, in my standings and my rankings once he returns because then it's just, it's on. So I guess, yeah, pick up the guys who slip and, and you're going to get some really good value in your draft. Yeah, that's right. It, it's, there's always that, that other side of the coin where if, if guys are going too high and, and managers are reaching, that means other guys are falling. So, um, 100%. and stick to your guns as well. Like if you've got a plan, if you, if you, 
you're not as high on a guy like Anthony Edwards. I think he's going to be one guy that goes too high this season. And hundred percent, hundred percent, he already is the the whole um, uh, World Cup thing. Like analysts, whether it's fantasy or just just NBA analysts, are talking about how good he's been. He's dominating. He's going to the next level. Oh. Uh, but he's had some bad moments too. Like he has been really good. Uh, but all of that hype is going to lead to him going. I mean, we've got his ADP at uh, like 15-ish, but I've yeah. seen him go 12. I've seen him go 13. If I if think he think slipped in this draft today. I think this was one of the biggest times have. I've seen. Yeah, he went, I think, and you're right. He's been going like top 15 picks. I've seen him dropping yeah. in the first round on, the, on that real ADP data. He's going super early. I was very surprised. He's gone 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th. He's gone 22nd today. And that's, that's right. Like, that's about right. Like, yeah. I think. I think if you can get him at 20, that's that's where you want to get him because he could be top 15, top 12, yeah. but he needs a lot to go his way. Um, so if, you, if you're taking him there, then you're, you're eliminating all the value. Um, but if you think if you think he's going too high and, and you're picking it at 15 and you think that's too high and it gets back to you, don't – like stick to your guns. Go, don't go, oh, yeah. I know people are high on him. Maybe you have to take him. I didn't think he'd be here, but – if you don't want him, don't take him. Grab someone else. Because if you do that, then it can throw your whole build out the window and you go, oh. And then you'll get to the end of the draft and go, I remember why I didn't want to draft him now. Exactly, exactly right. And look, that's part of the mental warfare. Let's not let's not mess about. You want to mess with the people in your draft a little bit. Let's, let's not talk that it's all fun and games and it's all analytics. You want to mess with people and get in their head. If you know that everyone is high on a guy like Anthony Edwards, do not look at him. Or I'd be like, okay, well, so he's going to go out of my, he's going to go on my draft early. People are so high. Oh, I've heard Kingy talking about, like, if we're in a draft together and you're my mate and you're in our group chat going like, oh, shit, man, fucking did you see Anthony Edwards drop, you know, 35 points in a preseason game? You know he's going to go on that one. You're like, that's great. That's great. I'm picking after you. So I know I'm going to be able to get someone you're going to sleep on because Anthony Edwards. And you could actually do a little, like, just watch your group chat. Look who people are talking about. And now it could be them, like, talking some BS to you 100%. But guys, when they're passionate about a dude, are going to give out shouts to guys they wanted to take in a draft and try and rub it in that I'm going to target this guy. Now, it could be a little bit of BS and a bit of mental warfare with you. Fair enough. But let's let's be honest. This is fantasy basketball. This isn't like actual basketball. So yeah. there's a little bit of that that comes into play. But you definitely want to listen and pay attention in your chats and, and to the guys in your league and who they're high on. Because they will take those guys creating a, a value. I call them value gaps. Where's a value gap? So where is a guy going? Who's being talked about? But who's not being talked about? Because generally speaking, you find a lot of the sleepers are going because no one wants to share their best tricks, best tips. No one wants to share those guys, in a, especially in a cash league, because you're in it to win it. But you do want to just pay attention to those guys that you know that they're hyped on because there's a value gap created with all the hype. And that's where you slide in and you take guys at a value gap and that returns you value in your draft at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's probably the downside to being an analyst is that everyone does know what your strategies <laughs> and your favourite players. And, and so if I'm Took Obi Toppin, you bastard. You took yeah, Obi on me. Exactly, exactly. I knew you want Obi Toppin, so I'll take him. Um, if anyone's drafting with me, they know I want faults, so they will take yep. faults. Um, so I, I, I was going to, yeah. Yeah, look. So that's a bit of a downside, but um, yeah. and look, if if you've been doing it for a while, and and I don't know when this is coming out, actually being released, but have a look at an auction draft. 
if yeah. like that that's a perfect if if you, everyone's got their guys it's a perfect format yeah. to to just get your guys you, you you pay up you get them um maybe they fought like maybe they people aren't putting them up for for auction and and you get them for 5 bucks when you think they're worth 20 um so yeah, we're doing we're doing an auction yeah. tomorrow it, it's right. um I'm not in it. I'm I'm hosting it, but we've got some analysts. We've got a good mixture. Uh, I think it's the first one that's. But I haven't seen any auction mocks yet, so um, yeah. it should be fun. It, it's a long draft if you're doing it. It's it's a lot longer than a standard snake draft. Um, yeah, but from what I've heard, I've, I've never really done one. Uh, we we we're doing our my big home league money league with all my mates this year. We're we're doing auction for the first time. Um, yeah, awesome. Live, all in the same room at the same time. Plenty of beers, yeah. plenty of food. It's going to be fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'll um, also, I know you're doing that. Then thanks for the invite for that one. I would have loved to, but it's Father's Day here and my first one. So yeah. making the most of that. And the miss and the missus has been away and I've been away all week. So this is going to be a, a time. So I'll repost that on uh, on X or Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it, um, because I reckon it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll get the details. Mm. So I'll post this one for you beforehand. Uh, so people can get onto that auction draft because an auction is a lot of fun. And you're right. It does give a really good indicator with where real players go. And I think as well, what I'm starting to find out is that you and I are the two highest guys in NBA uh, analyst world on Brucey Brown, which I like. Brucey Brown is sliding way too far. That's my other yeah. takeaway. Oh, look, I think, I, th- I think, I mean, watch, as we just said, you watch the World Cup and you get high on guys. Halliburton for me looks incredible. Like his oh. his vision, he's 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 one step ahead on both ends of the court, defensively, offensively. Like, and that's why I like Obi Toppin this season, just because yeah. I think playing alongside Halliburton, he's going to get you yeah. so many looks. Um, and then, and I'm 100%. going to see four paces games when I'm in the states, so that's probably a little bit of bias that I'm excited. I'm going to buy yeah. lots of Halliburton merch and. I'd uh, like to get an Obi Toppin jersey from you, please and thank you. Uh, I will be getting one, and and I'll Good probably man. be getting an Obi Toppin one as well. I want an Obi Top. I want an Obi Toppin jersey for sure. I actually, I would actually draft if you were talking stacks. I think a great stack in fantasy this year. I've, I, I do. I have done this once just for shits and giggles. I took a Pacers stack. I took Halliburton, so I put myself in a draft room at four. I got Halliburton. I managed to pick up Miles Turner in round two, and later in the draft, I got Obi. I got Bruce Brown and I got Buddy Heald. I literally just yeah. ran the paces yeah, yeah, and I was like, yeah. I don't see a problem. I actually, for some reason, it, it, I've got to, like, you've got to fill that with a whole bunch of other holes, obviously. Yeah. But you look at those five guys in your team and if you can get those guys value, I'm like, oh, I'll be happy with having five paces. Mm. And I don't often th- say to myself, I'd like four or five guys on the same team. Yeah. But I actually like it with the paces because of how they play basketball. Yeah, I think that's a fun stack and I like the Thunder stack as well. So I like oh, yeah. you can get Shay early and then get Chet sort of third round, Giddy in the fifth, Jalen Williams in the sixth. Um, yeah. Those four guys I think are going to be really fun this season. So that is something that I've managed to get in a couple of drafts. Yeah, the only other one I've had fun with is a sun stack. So towards today yeah. what I was looking at, I was looking at I could have taken I was think I was thinking about it just then in the draft. I could have taken Durant and Booker back on back. And I picked up Beal later on. So I got KD and I got Beal and I had Aiton in my queue and he went. So for me, I like that that four pack of Beal, Aiton, KD and Book. I think that's a fun stack as well because that also has a contingency for injury in there. So if one of those guys like KD or Beal get injured, because they've probably been the two players injured the most in that range, 
they're going to bump up the other guy who's out and I can see what that injury does or if I trade off on a bit of value and get something back off the name. But it does present an option there for a really fun stack as well. Um, yeah. you, I've got to say this as well before we uh, get out of here. You've got to be uh, thanks to our good mates at Astute Newstead and Standard Squeeze for bringing this to you. Uh, I know they hooked you up with some gear at Standard Squeeze and Astute Newstead. Yeah, they're, uh, they're lovely blokes. And you can use the promo code INSIGHT15 to make sure that you – it's Father's Day – like this weekend. And if you've been an absolute git and forgotten, jump on to Standard Squeeze, use promo code INSIGHT15 and get 15% off all your swag. I know you're taking your uh, converter bottle over, which does the shots over with you over to the US. Um, yep. And our big friends at Astute Newstead, if you've ever wondered what's the best bank and if your current interest rates are too high, especially here in Australia, because you can't do this in the US or Europe, because I had a DM for a guy like, can I call this guy? I'm in Oklahoma. I was like, Welcome, Thunder fan, but no, you can't. You can uh, talk to our good friend Ryan at Astute Newstead. We can give you confidential lending assistance, all on an obligation-free quote, 50 lenders on a panel including the major banks. You can reach out to him at Astute Newstead on 0431 766784 or email him at ryanh at eganwealth.com. That's ryanh at eganwealth.com and use the code INSIGHT to let him know we've sent you. Kingy, mate, that was an absolute hoot. Thanks so much, brother. No worries. It was fun. I'm sure we'll do some more at some point in the next few weeks. There's, there's still plenty of time. Mate, we will. And go Pacers. What jersey are you repping today, by the way? What's that you've got on? The number oh, seven. It's my, you know, it's my um, Tony Kukoc Yugoslavia jersey. I thought I'd wear it <laughs> just because fever's on at the moment. So That's a great deep cut. That's a great yeah. cut. Kingy, love your work, mate. I'll make sure that we uh, post this up and also check out your auction draft. I think that's a great uh, bit of insight for people to use as well. If they're wondering where people really put their, put your money where your mouth is kind of stuff in your mm -hmm. research, it's going to be an absolute must pod to check out as well. Kingy, thank you so much. Ball out. Take care all.